Welcome to the podcast of champions. This is the Herald Express Devon Live Talker United Yellow Army podcast created weekly for you by Guy Henderson and Richard Hughes. Here you can find everything you ever wanted to know about Talker United. You can find the podcast in the Talker United section of devonlive.com or you can subscribe to us in iTunes or at Acast. So welcome along to a slightly strange uh, Talker United Yellow Army podcast today. I'm in the London studio. Richard, you're in the Torquay studio, the Babacom studio. studio Sorry, mate. Um, We're a day late because Torquay played on Wednesday night. We're a couple of hours late because I'm up here visiting our new granddaughter. So we've been out enjoying the sunshine. And we've no Gary. And we've no Gary. Um, Should we tell them why? I, I think we should tell them why, Richard, and I'm going to let you do that. Okay. Uh, so every week, uh, Dom sends a little text out to the press saying, press conference is here at this time. And every week I read it and go off to the press conference quite happily. Until this week when he changed the venue to play more and I didn't read it correctly. And I ended up at Seelhane in front of some locked gates, guys. It's locked the second gates. time I've done it. Locked gate. Now I'll be honest with you, but I knew I wasn't going this morning. But I didn't read the texts, otherwise I would have said, "Don't forget, it's Playmore." So it's it's our own combined ineptitude that's um, that's left us with no Gary this week. It's no uh, no n- nothing against Gary at all. It's us. No, it's. Uh, um, I, I did I did text Gary and say um, any chance of a chat later on, but um, I think he's probably quite busy today. I imagine uh, so. We'll talk about that. In a minute. So, but you've very resourcefully you've come up with um, a, a way of finding out what was talked about at the press conference this morning, which gives us something to chat about, Rich, because two two really good performances from the team in the last week. I really enjoyed that Chesterfield game last Saturday. Seems a lifetime ago now, but it does seem a long time ago, doesn't it? Um, let's talk about that for a minute first then, because I mean, Joe Lewis summed it up really nicely in the post-match chat, because congratulations to Joe for being young player of the year, by the way. He said it felt like the Notts County game from last year. It felt like that sunshine playoff semi-final. Torquay played really, really well and they did. Uh, it was just a, it was a great performance, wasn't it? Against those teams that um, you would have expected them to struggle this season, they've done really well. Mm. I mean, we know that they've taken points off Notts County, off, um, off Stockport, you know, all those teams at the top there, Wrexham, Take they've them. done really well against. And, and, and um, it's the teams at the bottom, that, or the middling teams, that, that, that they yeah. drop points. Um, yeah, it, it, the sun was shining, wasn't it? It was, it, it was, a, good, it was a nice day. Um, it was a good atmosphere because they bought almost 900 fans yeah. with them as well. Um, and yeah, it, I mean, it was a strange kickoff time and all that business. It was nice. It was good. Fair play to the Chesterfield fans. Up until Armani Little's penalty went in when they all started going home, they certainly yeah. contributed to the atmosphere, didn't they? It was it was good to have yeah. playing more rocking again. It's been a while. Yeah. And I, I suspect there were a few hangovers in the crowd as well. So, because <laughs> obviously... I think quite a few of them will have come down on the Friday because it's a hell of a long way to come down on the Saturday for a 12.30 kickoff. I'm not yeah. sure the, the powers of you think of that, when, uh, but they probably do. They probably don't care when they, when they uh, make these changes to, um, to times of kickoffs. But, 
no, it was a good atmosphere, and you're right. And they they did give their all right up until the fact that you know, until uh, Armani scored that penalty, they, they well they still saw themselves as being in it at the time, didn't they? Yeah, I mean, yeah, they it did. It was a massive game for them. I mean, they had they won that, they would have been more or less assured of a playoff place. Now, I think now it still, all yeah still points, don't they? Now it all comes down to Sunday for them, doesn't it? Um, yeah, yeah. Loads to take away from that game. Stephen Duke McKenna's goal was a peach, wasn't it? It looked even better on the what, TV. What a great game he had. Oh, what a the, the, the goal yeah, aside, yeah. what a great game he had. Um, there were there were good performances all the way through the, the the team there. I thought Sean McDonald had a great game. Ali Omar got a great game. You could go through the whole team. It was just one of those afternoons when you think, yep. Yeah, that's why we go and watch Talker United. That it was just it was just a terrific afternoon's football. It was a it was a great afternoon, wasn't it? I mean, and, and, and you know, we were away by after the celebrations for Player of the Season and stuff. We were away by about three o'clock, and um, I'm I'm guessing a lot of people had a, a nice nice little drink in a pub watching the the Saturday afternoon results coming in. Absolutely. I was on the motorway on the way up to a gig in Bristol, which was brilliant because uh, you know I would have been hard pushed to get there otherwise. So. Um, having said that the, uh, the the early kickoff was poor for the Chesterfield fans, it was brilliant for us. It worked well, didn't it? Worked pretty well. Um, I was a bit surprised that Paul Cook, the Chesterfield manager, didn't talk to the press afterwards. Um, with to, to football managers, I mean, with, with certainly with Gary, Gary never dodges a question. Gary would no. not if Torquay had played badly. Gary or Aaron would have come out and fronted up and, and chatted and answered questions. I was surprised at a, a manager of Paul Cook's experience in the game uh, not to come out and, and put the case for Chesterfield. I thought that reflected quite badly, which was a shame because, you know, they're a good outfit, they're a good side, and I didn't think that reflected very well. Well, firstly, it's the second time he's done it this season. Is so it? Obviously, yeah. Uh, it's obviously... Uh, well, I don't know whether he's done it before this season, but it's obviously something he's, he's done a couple of times this season now. Um, and I, secondly, I didn't think they played that bad. No, I didn't. I, I thought Chalky played well. A, I didn't think it was, um, you know, uh, let's dodge the press conference type performance. No. I thought he could have probably come out and, and said, quite rightly, we we, we, we did okay, we, but, but on the day, Chalky were better. I mean, you know, I'm paraphrasing, he wouldn't have said it like that, but um, I think that's the message he could have given yeah. out. And I think, I don't think, I mean, it, it's funny, isn't it? You watch teams sometimes and um, and then and then as a part of our role, we'll, we'll look at the away press. Yeah, yeah. And sometimes they it's so differently from the way that you've just watched it. Mm. Yeah, you're right. I mean, there were some great battles on the field as well. And Quigley versus Lewis was sky box office, toe-to-toe yeah. match-up. I thought Lewis yeah, got the better see, of him. It was a good game of football. Yeah, yeah, it was. I didn't see any reason. The referee, I didn't think, had a bad game. I mean, the Armani little penalty was soft, but if a player grabs hold of another player's arm in the penalty area, then he makes the referee make a decision and it has to be a penalty. It was a silly, it was a silly foul because yeah. they were still looking for... Um, an equaliser, which they, you know, on another day they might have got. Uh, I will say that Sean McDonald didn't have many saves to make. If he had mm. one clear big save to make, I'm not sure. Uh, that, that doesn't that doesn't mean that they they weren't pressuring us at times. They no. were. They just didn't get there. Quite often we do it, don't we? We we have a lot of pressure, but no 
no actual absolutely real clear-cut chances uh they, they had that one chap who tried to score a worldie free kick and almost pulled it off it, that was great though that was one of my favorite moments of the whole game that did you say he's gonna hit this it was about 35 yards out. It was. It was Danny Rowe. And there was the number 10, whose name I've now forgotten, shame on me, uh, was shaping up to curl it into the box and he was placing the ball and he was taking his time over it. And Danny Rowe, the hugely experienced Chesterfield substitute, just comes striding back to him, all but pushes him out of the way and says, I'm having this. And he, he, he lumbered up to the ball. You knew what he was going to do. And it was such a great shot. Hit the post. I think it probably had Sean beaten. It was that good a shot. Well, no, Sean didn't move. Literally, <laughs> I think he was still standing yeah. um, in this in position when the ball hit the post and went, went wide. Um, but apart from that, Sean really didn't have that much to do, did he? He didn't. I've got memories of him grabbing some crosses. I think he was, he was particularly good. Yeah, well, he does good. that well. He does. That's something that he's done really well this season. In we... the past, we've had goalkeepers who you've you worried about when, when, when mm. crosses come in, haven't you? But he's always he's always getting he's always manages to get the space he needs to actually come and yeah. claim the yeah. cross, if you know what I mean. He doesn't get bundled out of the way or anything. He's always up there and climbing higher than everyone else to catch the ball. And when, when yeah. you see those uh, see those white gloves go up in the air, you know it's in safe hands, don't you? He's he's yeah. he's come on Absolutely. leaps and bounds this season. So, I mean player of the, our player of the season, of course. Yeah, very pleased he got that. That his interview was interesting, and you picked up on it for the Herald Express this week as well. Yeah. That when things were not going particularly well, if people, you know, people on this podcast will know, but obviously Sean left the club this time last season or after the playoffs last season, went to see if he could find fame and fortune elsewhere, Exeter, but Dundee as well. You know, he, he had a, a he trained with a couple of clubs. It looked as if his football career was over. He applied for the fire service and the Royal Marines. He said, didn't he? That's right, yeah. And, um, you know, then it, it, the conversation that he had with Gary in September must have been very interesting. I don't know who instigated it. I don't suppose we'll ever know whether Gary well, called I think, Sean. I think Gary did because uh, Mark Holster got injured, didn't he? Mm. And um, Marcin Brzezowski came in for one game. I think he did, yeah. Came on yeah. A, I can't remember uh, exactly how many, how many minutes he played, but... Um, he didn't have the greatest performance, did he? And I think Gary realised that he, he really needed a backup to Holstead that wasn't Brzozowski. So he, and, uh, so he, he rang up Sean and said, have you joined the Marines I yet, Sean? Sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think he rang him up. He said, he probably went, well, you've not got a club yet. What are you doing? Come back. Yeah. And it's been a real success story, hasn't it? I mean, Sean, Sean's a great lad. Um, he's responded. The fans love him. He's had a great season. Um, yeah, that's been one of the real plus points of this season for me. Absolutely, no, and let's hope that he stays and and we see more of him next season. Yeah, because I'm quite happy with him in goal. Yeah, indeed. The other thing that interested me a lot um, in the two games, we'll come on to the uh, the Wednesday game at Stockport in a minute, um, was Olaf Kazella. We yeah. were surprised to see Olaf on the bench. Yeah. Uh, ahead of Keelan O'Connell and one or two other players who might have been on there. Um, and he got on towards the end of the game, which was great for the Plainmore fans who've always wanted to see Olaf getting game time. Um, it was, I mean, it was a surprising move, I thought. It was quite an un-Gary Johnson-like choice, I felt. Well, we're, we're coming on to talk about um, 
who's staying, who's going at some point in mm. a minute, aren't we? And I, yeah. think, I think this is this is a part of that discussion, isn't it? Yeah. Um, but I mean, Gam- it came on as well. It came on as well um, at Stockport on Wednesday night. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, does this mean that he's staying for another year or six months? Who knows? Or I mean, does it mean that giving him a final chance to maybe suddenly show him what 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 he would be missing if he let him go? Yeah. You see, the thing is, we, we Gary. Yeah, we always think of Gary as a very pragmatic football manager. A manager he he manages yeah. with his head rather than his heart. So yeah. to bring Olaf in uh, for that game, you know, you you would have thought maybe oh, let's give him a few minutes in front of the Plainmore fans, you know, just for just for old time's sake. But that's not the way Gary manages. He does not do that. So you know, there, there's a reason. Obviously, the squad was stretched because we've got some injuries. We've got more injuries now, haven't we? After um, after mm-hmm. Wednesday, um, but it it was just great to see Olaf come on, and maybe, as you say, maybe that does mean he's got a place in the squad next season. Who knows? We'll find out pretty soon. Interesting that you said that Gary's a pragmatic manager and doesn't do those kind of. Mm. Um, emotional changes you know whatever you would call it um the the fact that there was no Kaladi Lalas on the yes yes yeah. and Olaf was might be a big indicator interesting isn't it these this end of the season yeah. is always very interesting and we always couch it on the podcast you know these are young lads with families and you know people are on social media saying yeah, oh, I'll kick course. kick him out yeah. he's he's you know I, I keep them all mate if I was talking United manager, I'd have a squad of about 150. I'd never let anybody go. Well, imagine that. Hang on to them all. Keep them, just keep yeah. out Clark. I'm keeping all these lads because I like them all. We'll bring some more in on top. And can you can you get me another checkbook because I'm running <laughs> yeah. out? <laughs> but yeah, the retained list is, is painful, isn't it? You, do you think we'll hear that fairly soon after the South End game on Sunday? I think we might hear it Monday or Tuesday. Yeah. Um, I think uh, from what I can ascertain and gather, discussions are ongoing as we speak, Yeah. which is maybe why Gary hasn't texted me back to say he can do a, a chat on the phone. Yeah. Um, now, they were, the, funny, funny enough, they were, they were all at Plainmore today, Guy. They were at Plainmore. Were they at Plainmore uh, today, Richard? Not at Sealhane at all? I, I, I discovered that. Yeah, okay. Uh, so I think I think there might be chats going on. That that that, um, ladies and gentlemen, in case you missed it, is why we don't have Gary. Yeah, <laughs> taking nothing away from the fact that we've got a, one more game to play, and it, yeah, yeah, you know, it, it, I've called it a dead rubber in coffee a couple of times, but it's still a game that everyone wants to win. Yeah. Um, taking away from that fact, he wouldn't be chatting to people if there was anything on it, but there's nothing on it, and I think he's probably chatting to players. Yeah. As we speak. That would be a strange. That'd be a strange situation, though, wouldn't it? If you're one of the talky players who's kind of on the fringes of the squad, and you've just, you, you know, you're about to go out and play against Southend on Sunday, um, it's 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 awkward. It's a terrible time of the season. I, I hate this when you say, you know, you send players out the door. Matt Taylor told Dean Moxley about four games to go before <laughs> the end of the season when yeah. when he released <laughs> Dean Moxley at Exeter. I mean, it was astonishing. Yeah. I mean. We... Obviously, that 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 worked out well for us. But um, yeah, I mean, it is a ruthless time of the season. I I can remember all those years ago, about 122 years ago, when I when I 
worked for Torquay for a couple of years on the uh, early website. And um, uh, I remember talking to Richard Hancock about it because him and Leroy yeah. would have to sit down that day and tell, you know, um, six or seven, eight, yeah. six, 18-year-olds that they weren't getting a contract. Yeah. And yeah. I watched those players walk in and to that office and walk walk out again afterwards, and it you know it's, it's horrible. Yeah, and yeah. these eighteen year olds, but it's no different for for a twenty eight year old who's got a, a wife and kids and a and a mortgage. Yeah. you know what I mean. But you're either you're either blowing their blowing up their their hopes or or you're causing them worries over you know. And yet and yet, there are players that will leave the club this season that we wanted to keep, and they yeah. have had that conversation the other way around. Yeah. Sure. Obviously, all the speculation is about the players that people think people are looking at Connor Lemonhay Evans. They're looking at Armani Little. They're looking at Joe Lewis. They're looking at even looking at Sean McDonald. Ben Winter got mentioned in dispatches by a, a, somebody who knew exactly what was going on on Twitter the other day. There's oh, sp- yeah, yeah, speculation swirling around these players, but you'd be surprised if there weren't offers in for one or two of them. Uh, there are offers in for one or two of them. Mm. I think that's clear. Um, which which particular ones? Um, we've all got an idea. I think that the, the main three are, are Lemonade Evans, um, Armani Little, and, and Joe Lewis. I think they probably um, are possibilities. But they've got to be in in. They've got to be on on the in the targets. What am I trying to say? They're in the crosshairs of of, of teams. Yeah. A, yeah. in league well, two they're, they're, they're probably not in the crosshairs they probably were in the crosshairs before but yeah. uh, if it's going to happen that's probably already been done so yeah. I, I, I think we'll probably learn on Monday or Tuesday exactly who's staying and who, who's going and that includes the ones that we want to keep and don't want to keep mm. and players who have decided that they're not going to sign a new contract Yeah. Um, I, I'd be surprised if McDonald. Uh, isn't here next season only because he's already learned once that the, the grass isn't always greener. True. And true. He is a shoe in for number one choice goalkeeper next season. Yeah. Um, well, yeah. Why would you turn that down uh, at this stage of the season, at this stage of your career, after you've just been named player of the season, after coming yeah. back, you know, when you thought you, when you have said that you thought your, your time yeah. as a professional footballer was, was done. And he is a better goalkeeper now, I think, than he was a year yeah. ago because he'd spent a season, pretty much a season on the bench because Lucas Kovalan had established himself as the number one and Sean was, you know, warming up before the game and then spending the rest of the game running up and down the touchline, keeping warm. Um, yeah. You know, the opportunity to establish yourself as the number one keeper. Um, he's really seized that, hasn't he? And isn't it funny what a difference a year makes? Uh, Lucas can't get a game at Port Vale now. I know. We were going through again, going through, you know, who's playing where, the players that left last season. Ben Whitfield didn't figure um, no. for Stockport against us on Wednesday. Amazing. I, I, I think that's amazing because there's a there's a proper player in there, but maybe yeah. it took Gary to bring it out. Who knows? Honestly, that player that we saw at times last season, do you remember when he got shoved into the 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 the, uh, the advertising board and got up and carried on, you know, shrugged, yeah. shrugged it off. Where, where, whereas you and I had been in hospital for four <laughs> weeks. Um, but you know, he was he, such a good player for us at that. Yeah, yeah. 
that season. And for him not to be able to get into a team, yeah. I find astonished. I think um, I think Josh Umer and Billy Waters have both ended up as top scorers for the clubs that they went to. And who would have predicted that? But and, and exactly, and and you know, um, I was a little bit surprised when Billy went. I wasn't surprised that Josh went. But you would you would never have said that those two were going to end up scoring the no. amount of goals that they have. Um, it's a weird world football, isn't it? it someone is. once said it's a funny old game, but I can't remember who that was. I can't remember either. But I mean, for all for all Josh's goals, we finished ahead of Wealdstone, haven't we? Or we will finish ahead of yeah, Wealdstone. Yeah. Um, Halifax have got a good good side there. Um, what's going to happen at the top, Rich? I mean, obviously Stockport. We'll talk a little bit about the Stockport game Wednesday. Torquay gave a very good account of themselves by uh, by all reports. Yeah, the was a bit down on it. Um, not so much. I mean, I, I listened to the interview earlier on. Not so much on. Uh, it wasn't so much down on the. The defenders who he thought had done well, hmm. but he was he was a bit down on the attacking players. Yeah, um, didn't think that they created enough, and I, I suppose there is there is a good argument for that. But it didn't. I didn't think we played that badly, to be no. fair. No, and to I mean to keep out a team as potent as Stockport and a striker yeah. like Paddy Madden for as long as we did. Yeah, and then almost nick the game in the end. We hit the bar twice in the last couple of minutes, didn't we? Yeah, and they moved. It was sort of ping ping, wasn't it? Yeah. <laughs> So we very nearly got something out of that. And, and, and uh, you know, we've been talking about uh, Sean McDonald, but of course he went off with a bit of a bit of an injury. And, and Mark Holstead, who I think people were dreading going in goal, had a great game in the second yeah. half. We haven't really seen enough of him, have we? The first half dozen games of this he season... A, he, had a, he had a bad start, Bad start. But then uh, everybody then had a bad start. Him. Yeah, yeah. We... And he just did... And, 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 and then we talked about it with Martin... Uh, didn't cut it and then Sean came in and, and bang you know yeah. he's not going to get a chance again yeah and Gary changed the formation as well didn't he he changed after those first half dozen games when things obviously weren't working um, he went back to the drawing board changed the formation certainly at the back uh, and yeah. things started getting a lot better as well it's funny you know because um, I've just been writing about Ali Omar and you know after he got sent off in the second game and then had a, he didn't have a great start to his season he had that Wonderful interview where everyone got very excited. Yeah, yeah, he did, didn't he? Yeah. And then he failed to deliver. But he is a young player, and as Gary quite rightly said over and over again in interviews, it takes some players a while to get his yeah, game. Yeah. The, um, fa the fans love him. Yeah, yeah, the fans love him, and his performances over the last couple of games have been different class. There must be a record that he set for becoming a fan's favourite on the fewest appearances because he hasn't played that much football for us this season. But well, he, every... also, he, also, he was a fan's favourite because I interviewed him before yeah, and yeah. the He was indeed. We'll have to get him on the podcast sometime. We'll corner yeah. Ali and have a proper chat with him sometime. We go, we, he gave us a, a few comments right at the start of the season, but we need to uh, we need to sit him down and have a proper chat with him, I think. Yeah, absolutely. But, uh, so Stockport... I think he'll be here next season. Yes, I think. I'm pretty sure he will. So well, Stop, stop I mean, Paul. Like I just wrote, wrote down, the amount of times Gary's mentioned him in, mm. in, in passing in comments over the last couple of weeks, yeah. I think he's building them up. What do we know about the injury situation, Rich? I mean, Asa Hall obviously went off with looked like a really nasty facial injury. Not broken nose. Broken nose. Um... Broken nose and a... Um, now, the person who told me this earlier on, I think it came out in the press conference, I hope it did, uh, a... a, a Fracture to the jawbone that isn't bad. I mean, oh, come on. But that's painful, though. Yeah. Yeah, but I mean, well, it was. Bone, 
but my apologies, cheap back. I mean, it must have been pretty bad because he didn't take part in the celebrations after the game, did he? he no, was he went on... to hospital. Yeah, yeah, we guessed that, didn't uh, we? It, it, the, the strange thing is, and I was talking to Dave Thomas about this, the strange thing is, no one really, apart from maybe some people on the, on the pop side that may, may have saw it and were closer, I mean, no one on the press bench thought it was a, a bad challenge didn't, or a bad... Didn't see anything in it, but... It was only afterwards that people were saying, oh, yeah, no, Ace got basically bushwhacked mm. and uh, and video evidence shows that. So it it was a red card by all accounts. I mean, you know, it should have been a straight yeah. red. Yeah. Well, it was it was sad to see him walking off with a, a, a towel over his face. Obviously, a bit, a bit of yeah. claret was spilled there, but um, hope he's uh, hope he's well. Um, one or two other walking yeah. wounded after Stockport as well, weren't there? Yeah, and then um, Sean McDonald, as we've already said, uh, he went off at half-time. He nearly didn't make it to half-time, but, mm. but um, he did get through to half-time, and then uh, he didn't come out. I, I, I don't think he'll, he'll be fit. I think we'll see Holstead again. Um, Armani Little went off with five minutes to go, meaning that we finished with the game with 10 men. Yeah. yeah. Um, from what I understand, that was just a bit of a... You know Armani's had those, the, 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 those bad hamstring problems in the past. Yeah. And I think, I think, you know, when he feels it, do you really want to risk it? No, you don't. You know what I mean? Well, it's like, certainly not at this end of the season. No, absolutely. Um, so I think that's what that was. Yeah. Um, who else is there? Tom Laxley was missing. So I don't think we'll see him on Saturday. But, but then um, I think without actually having any proper knowledge of the fact, Mm. I think he's probably on a contract for next season still anyway. I think yeah. he probably had a two-year contract. Uh, saying that, knowing full well that the club don't release contract details anymore like they used to. They don't, uh, they don't. I think he is, he is one of those, like Holstead and possibly Holman, who um, yeah. who moved his family down, Yeah, uh, which would yeah. suggest that, that there was more than one year on that contract. Um, so I think those, those yeah. three certainly were on twos. And then you've got a lot of players who are kind of on the edge of things that you it's Keelan O'Connell, Chiori Johnson, yep. Gabby yep. Rogers, Clyde Lolos. You've got um, a lot of players. Lolos and Rogers weren't in the squad for Stockport when no. we had terrible injury problems. I think um, that might say it all. And Alex Moyce was, wasn't he? He was on the bench. Alex Moyce was. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I wouldn't be surprised with, you know, uh, one of our key areas at the moment of where injuries are concerned is, is the centre of midfield. I wouldn't be surprised if we saw him make his debut. Um, that would be good. On Sunday, from the bench. But I wouldn't be surprised if, if he started either. We liked him in pre-season, what we saw of him. Yeah. And he was getting... He looked like he was an old head on young shoulders. Yeah. And he was and getting rave reviews on loan, wasn't he? Yeah. And his loan spells at Tiverton and, and Biddeford. Uh, have been successful, and um, I, Gary likes him, obviously. Yeah. But we can't, apart from that, we can't shed any light on um, on what's likely to be in the retained list. We don't have any inside information. We know as much as uh, as much as you listeners out there in podcast land. So it'll be be interesting on Monday. So we, we will lose. We, we once again we will lose a couple of key players. Yeah. Oh yeah. Um, I don't think there's any doubt. I, if. I don't want to be controversial here, but if the three that everyone suspects will leave, leave, I'll probably only miss one. Do you reckon? 
You don't want to say which yeah. one either, do you? No, no, that's <laughs> obvious. But it, yeah, I mean, yeah. I, I think you can replace two of them. Yeah. Yeah. That way. Yeah. Uh, relatively easily, I think. Um, uh, finding a, a, another really good defender at this level be a problem. <laughs> yeah, I knew you were going to say that. There you go. You painted yourself right into the corner there. But uh, yeah, there you go. No, I, I think you're probably right. But uh, we shall see. So Southend on Sunday. I'm only about 50 miles from Southend. I wonder if I can persuade my new granddaughter that she wants to make her football debut at Roots Hall on Sunday afternoon. I'd save it for a better game. Do you think? Be yeah. Yeah. It was a great game in 2004, though, wasn't it? What a day that was. It was. The end of the season that, game. That, that whole day is imprinted on my mind. <laughs> Promotion. Kevin Hill, after the game, in amongst the fans. He only kept one of the garments that he had on, if I remember rightly. The boots went into the crowd, the socks, the pads, the shirt, the shorts. Everything went into the crowd. Thank heavens he stopped short of throwing the last bit into the crowd as well. Yeah. No, it was, that was a great day, wasn't it? It I was. I remember Roots Hall. I mean, Roots in my head, is that. It's not Southend's ground. It's it's where we won promotion. It's Roots Hall, isn't it? And it was a great, fabulous number of fans there. All three goals, as far as I remember, came very, very early in the game, wasn't it? We won it 2-1. Yeah, we gave a bl blatant they, penalty that we should have given away, but we didn't. Referee didn't yeah. see it. Um, um, David Graham... Stevie Woods. Steve Woods scored one. I remember the Steve Woods one really clearly. And David yeah. Graham got the other one. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. Fell for Steve perfectly in the uh, in the box, didn't it? And it was. Whacked it. Yeah. <laughs> um, we Technical were all. That, right? whacked it. We were all up in the top corner of that stand as well, weren't we? I was. We... I was in the press box. Were you? Ah, oh, yeah. living living it um, up. It was a long 10 minutes at the end of that game. Yeah. And um, the South End press boys were basically playing a bit of, having a bit of fun with us. Just all, oh, you know, the, the scores changed at Cheltenham or whatever. And uh, you hate it when people uh, do that. And then, and then telling us the wrong time. And yeah, uh, yeah, it was, a, it was an emotional guy. Shocker. Was, as Vinnie once, Vinnie, Vinnie, uh, Vinnie Jones once said it was emotional. It was emotional. I was going to say Vinnie Riley. If anyone knows anything about Manchester music of the early 80s, they'd know, they'd know who Vinnie Riley is, but was I doubt he, very many people would. Was he in the Deruti column? He was. <laughs> yes. There we go. He was the Deruti column. He was the Deruti column. Talking, yeah. talking of music, weren't the cheeky girls there at South End that day? Oh, they were. They, they were. And when we got our photographer's pictures back and decided to find a picture for the front page of the Herald, he'd taken about half a dozen pictures of the match and about 50 pictures of the cheeky girls. But there you go. That's newspaper photographers for you. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Let's hope we can get something out of this last game then and then hold our breath and see what happens on Monday. And then there's a long, it always seems like a long period. The players will be on holiday somewhere. Gary yeah. and Peter and Aaron will be not really on holiday. They'll be putting together squad details for next yeah, I mean, season. Sure they'll go away, but they'll, they'll, they'll still be working while they're away. Is, yeah. is, is the way that football managers do. It is. Um, yeah, it's going to be... Uh, I'm looking forward to the summer. Yeah. Because we're going to get a proper summer this year. Hopefully, fingers crossed, nothing else happens at Brad. Um, and uh, after like the last three or four years, or three years or whatever, it's going to be, you know, it's going to be nice. And we'll put I, hope, a... I hope 
I hope the players get to enjoy it as well. Yeah. Because obviously, uh, all the players that, that, that most of the players that um, were around last the year as well. I mean, they, they didn't even have a break really. True. It was very short, wasn't it? Very short indeed. We're still playing in June, yeah. weren't we? Let's build a promotion squad. That's the uh, that, that's well, the exciting that's thing, isn't it? I mean, he's not using the word promotion, is he? But he's using a, a new squad. Yeah. You wouldn't you would you wouldn't build a squad to try and do anything else but get promoted. So uh, I I I'd be interested to see who comes in, and I think we might get some. I think it, if I'm reading it right, Gary's probably done deals already, and we might hear quite early from some players. Yeah, I think so. We won't have to, we won't have to work out that a player's coming because they've been on cycle rides and going down. <laughs> Which we did, and of course Jamie Reed yeah. has been retained at Stevenage, hasn't he? That, that is an interesting one, isn't it? Because yeah. obviously Jamie Reed has been spotted around Torbay by all the internet sleuths who yeah. immediately say that he's going to sign back for the goals. Uh, well, he might well have been spotted in Torquay. He's where his family lives. Yeah, but Steve Evans has kept him up at Stevenage, which is so it's good for yeah, good Steve for Reed. He pleased for him. Jake, yeah, Jake Taylor, the uh, the old Exeter City captain. Um, I, I I was surprised to see that. Um, but, you know, it's a football league club and, 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 and maybe he, he wants to try and do it in the football league. Yeah. Um, I wouldn't for one second, even if I was the worst footballer in the world, given the best contract in the world, want to play for Steve Evans. No. Or his assistant manager, who I assume is still his assistant manager there. The, yeah. They I, go, I, I they go together like, yeah, don't they? Yeah. But, yeah, no, I think I agree with you. But uh, there you go. Listen, we will keep the podcast going through the summer. We've no intention of stopping. We've already chatted to a few people who are going to come on as guests and um, yeah. have a natter with us. Yeah, I've had a few promises uh, from a, quite, a couple of interesting people who, who were up for a chat. So, yeah. yeah, that's good. We should be able to keep that going. Next week, we'll be uh, we'll chat right, about the... Ian Curtis on the wall behind you. It is, yes. My daughter's uh, daughter's, daughter's partner is a big Joy Division and uh, New Order fan, so there are posters on the lounge wall. So there are. There you What's go. What's that one next to it? Is that a New Order one? It's a New Order one. A Joy Division and a New Order up on his lounge wall. He's he's a music man. He would know who Vinnie Riley was as well. He would, yeah. That was exactly that kind of scene. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you very much for listening to us, folks. Sorry it's been late. Sorry it's been chaotic. This is London calling. This is Babacom calling. And do you reckon we can synchronize? Yeah, do you reckon we can synchronize this week, Rich? Well, hang on. Go on then. Well, we can synchronize it. The thing is, so what happens is then the, oh hello, big motorbike What happens then is that is the uh, the recording unsynchronized synchronizes it. So that, that's we'll our have, excuse. We'll have a go. We'll have a go. As ever, we finish with. Come on, you yellows. That'll have to do. Thanks, everyone. We'll be back next week. This is what happens when, because you're recording, you see. I am. um, Whereas I normally record. So you've you've now got the delay your side. I'm loud and clear, but there we go. Thanks for listening, everybody. We'll be back next week. You've been listening to the Herald Express, Devon Live, Talker United, Yellow Army podcast recorded weekly by David Thomas and Guy Henderson. You can find this podcast by clicking devonlive.com or by following us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash DL or on Twitter at TQHE Sport. You can also subscribe on iTunes, search for Talker United on the iTunes app. Please leave us a review wherever you can. We welcome all feedback. 
Thank you very much for listening. Join us again next week.